1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. For many people, home in the age of COVID-19 has become the office, the classroom, and even the gym. With school closures, working remotely, and social distancing, it's a lot to navigate for anyone, but especially for parents. So today we're discussing parenting through a pandemic with our guest, Leanne Cheeseman, Dr. Damian Davis, and Dr. Pamela Scott. Plus, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us about your parenting experience and tips that worked for you or did not work. To join the conversation, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 1- Again, we want you to give us a call. We're asking you to call us and let us know what... You're a parent. You did not know this was going to happen. And so we're going to talk to parents candidly today about your experience of working at home plus homeschooling and the whole thing. It's been a lot on everybody. Tara. It's been a lot. You <laughs> have had your own personal experience with your niece. And you said today was the last day. Today
2: is the last day of school. Yes. they, they had a, a celebration and <laughs> Zoom mm-hmm. mm-hmm. celebration. We're going to have one personally for her when we get home this oh, evening. Oh, that's nice. And, you know, she's done a really good job. The teachers have worked really hard, and ha- they have been consistent, and you can tell the hard work and the dedication and their passion for wanting their students to continue to learn. And it has just been great for us. That's good. So, That's good. Hard, of people but are good. Yes. And, and
1: like you said, I like how you put that. No, it hasn't been easy. And we're going to talk to three different parents today from three different backgrounds yes. to talk about, I mean, some are teachers, well, two are teachers. Mm-hmm. One is a social worker, mm-hmm. and no, it's not easy for them. So we're going to talk to three different, again, three different parents to give their personal experience throughout this COVID-19 pandemic and how they uh, maneuvered and managed Teaching their kids and working from home, yes. but Tara, let's talk about what's
2: going on in the your past week and in the education department. Well, we continue to be busy and support all the way to the end of school. So as long as they're there, the teachers and the students and the parents, we're we're there for them, and we're gonna, we're planning for the summer things we're going to do in the summer. We'll talk about that more on mm-hmm. some other shows. But the thing that we've talked about a few weeks is the um, the MPB Education celebrating Mississippi's twenty twenties. 2020 high school seniors project that we're doing. We have finally launched the right. virtual yearbook and we are receiving photos, have received lots of photos from around the state, different students. And, you know, they can put a, a quote or their fa- their favorite quote mm. or motto attached to their um, their submission. And we've just been reading, enjoying reading those. They're very inspirational to other students. So we're encouraging parents and students to log on to education.mpbonline.org and click on that Celebrating High School Seniors link. And submit your photos. So we're enjoying those. We're gonna be doing that throughout the month of May and June, and we're interested we're just excited about receiving those. And then next week we have
1: our senior day.
2: Yes, we're so, gonna have senior day next Friday mm-hmm. here. Have some seniors from across the state talking about talking. their experiences yes. and things like that. It's gonna be a great show. Yes. Stay tuned for that.
1: So uh each week we do talk about different experiences throughout COVID 19 and education, how it equates. Speaking of that, of course, we've had our cool story for the last last couple of weeks. This week's cool story is uh, really neat. Our own Governor Tate Reeves um, is actually holding a virtual graduation tomorrow. Now, uh, he announced on Twitter this week that he will be hosting a statewide graduation ceremony at 10 a.m. tomorrow, live on his Facebook page. Now, he also stated, and I quote, it's a small thing, but I hope that this will make this milestone special and I understand it's different, it's something new for everyone, but we want to make it special for our seniors. Now, graduated seniors who wish to have their names called during the virtual commencement are asked to submit a form online. Now, I will post this link if anyone on our podcast today, if anyone is interested in sending in their child's name. If you're a senior, you can do it yourself. Again, I will post the link on our podcast um, and you can submit your name or your child's name and your child will be... Um, in the statewide virtual graduation with Governor Tate Reeves tomorrow at 10 a.m. live on his Facebook page.
2: That's really good, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we decided to do the yearbook. You know, just to create a happy moment, a happy memory, something fun for the seniors to do, so they to commemorate it. Like the governor said, it's a small thing, but you know, we we are, we're hoping and wanting to celebrate mm-hmm. the seniors for their um accomplishments you said memories that's the
1: the right word yes proms graduations those are milestones in everyone's life mm-hmm. you can think back to your high school graduation your proms and things like that those are things that you will always take with you so you don't we don't want our seniors of 2020 to just have covid-19 as a memory we kind of want to stay a little normal if possible
2: right so what are some tips of the week for parents so we have three tips this week the first one is to it's time to stop the procrastination on some things (laughs) and to just take care of those little things we may have forgotten to send that letter make that phone call fix something that's been broken that we really need to fix so those little things tend to linger in the back of our minds and if we go ahead and fix them we can we don't need that that added stress, so time to take care of the little things. The second one, we've said it before, but we're said again here today for parents. Self-care. It's time to return to our exercise routine. Some of us have put that to the side. Read, paint, color, do something fun, or call your doctor if you need to. Call your therapist if you need to have that conversation. So self-care. And the third one I really like, because now that school's out and ending for a lot of our students across the state, Plan something for the family. Plan something fun. It could be at home, inside. Plan an outside adventure in the backyard. Plan it what the food's going to be. Um, the attire, any games that you're going to have and set a date for it. That way the family can look forward to it. So it's all about self care and just relaxing a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's funny. You said the
1: first one was don't procrastinate. Then the next one was self care. Yes. (laughs) How do you do that? How do you uh, don't procrastinate, but we want you to take care of yourself. Take some time for yourself. We're going to talk to our parents today about those things you talked about. How did they, um, how do they take care of themselves uh, amidst this COVID-19 pandemic, taking care of children and having deadlines at work. How do you do that? And without feeling guilty, you know, a lot of parents talk about they felt guilty or they feel guilty if they take a little time for themselves. But I believe that's when other, if you're a single mom, mm-hmm. that's when your friends, I think, could step in. I know a lot of people say, well, how do you do that in the social distancing world? Uh, if you're, if you, you know, you have yourself checked out you don't have a fever no showing else, no symptoms maybe it's okay to put a mask on and give your girlfriend a um uh, a time away maybe 2 or hour, 3 hours let her get out the house and you can go to her house and uh, stay with her kids while she gets some time to herself. You know,
2: I think Just as long as we're, we're staying within those safety precautions mm-hmm. and being really safe with each other, around each other, and including the students as well. Students need self-care too. Alright, well it's time for us to take our first break, and when we
1: return we'll welcome our first guest, Leanne Cheeseman, to the show. If you'd like to share your parenting experience with us, or you'd like to give some helpful tips that work for you, give us a call at 1 1- 877 MPB ring that's one 8776727464 stay tuned this is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio You're listening to Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, today we're discussing parenting through a pandemic with three parents who will share their personal experiences and challenges. If you'd like to share your experience or have a helpful tip, tip for other parents... Give us a call at one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Now let's welcome our first guest to the show, Leanne Cheeseman. Good morning, Leanne.
3: Good morning. How are you all?
1: Good morning. We are fine. Now we want to make sure, are we saying Cheeseman? That is correct.
3: Yes, that is correct.
1: (laughs) I know all your life, you said, it's Cheeseman, not Chessman. Yes, I do that all the time. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, thank you for being with us today. Um, Of course, given how surreal and frankly scary these circumstances are, just want to first ask, how are you doing?
3: Um, I think I'm going to give the same response most people give. I'm doing fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, you know, it's definitely been a challenge to adjust and adapt i think like everyone else there are good days there are rough days there are struggle bus days um but today's a good day so right now i'm doing really well
1: i like that answer today is a good day yesterday may have not been so good (laughs) but today is a good day and that's all we can focus on is today i like that well tell us about you and your family
3: Yeah, so my husband Taylor and I are originally from Florida, and we have been together in Mississippi for almost 10 years now in the Jackson area. Uh, We have two children, Audrey and Henry, and Audrey is five, and um, Henry is just over a year and a half, and both my kids are native Mississippians, and Audrey in particular is very proud of that fact. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) yes. So how are your children coping, your family coping in this time?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Like everyone else, I think this has been such a transition for our family, just like with everyone else. Um, My husband, in particular, is incredibly introverted. So I think he has adapted the easiest (laughs) to the quarantine life. Um, My daughter, on the other hand, is incredibly extroverted. And she really misses her friends. She really misses her teachers. Um, I think All of this has been the hardest on her because she's old enough to recognize that life is different. Mm. Um, but she's also recognized, old enough to recognize that she has very deep feelings about the differences. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of been a transition that we've had to maneuver. My son is oblivious. Um, I think he enjoys the extra quality time with his big sister, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. There's sure. a lot of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Well, <laughs> how, yeah, I'm say, how have you talked to them about, especially your daughter, about COVID-19 and dealt with any of her fears or concerns?
3: Yeah, so um, my daughter, she really gets logic. Like for a five-year-old, she really understands a logical thought process. And um, she really likes straight answers. So with her, part of it has been explaining, you know, there are germs out there, and these germs can make us very sick. And so right now, the rules had to change to help everyone stay healthy. Um, and that means we have to stay away from people to help us not spread the germs and get other people sick or get ourselves sick. Um so she really understood that. She doesn't like it all the time, but she understands that. Um, I've also done a lot of reading on social-emotional learning and how to talk to children about COVID-19. And one strategy I read about was to normalize emotions. Um so when I notice that she's acting off, it's not her normal behavior, um, I that to me is a cue that I need to talk to her about her feelings because she's feeling something big. Mm-hmm. And so we've started to use that, that phrase, like big emotions, or I have big feelings right now. Um, and I try to tell her it's normal to be angry. It's normal to be frustrated. It's normal to be sad. Um, and then I try to normalize it her by relating to something in my life that maybe is making me feel
4: the same emotion
3: um, because of the circumstance. And I say, well, you know, because of coronavirus, I also feel angry because I can't do this or I have to do this. Um, so that way she knows other people are feeling the same emotion. And that really seems to help. Um, I also encourage her to talk about her feelings a lot more, which she doesn't always like, but it's allowing that conversation to help her process.
2: Well, that is a great strategy, Mm -hmm. paying attention, real attention to your children and the the open communication and being relatable, letting them know you feel the same things, too. So (laughs) those are great tips for other parents that we hope, you know, will help them. Well, tell us how you've been juggling being a mother, a wife, (laughs) at-home teacher, an employee during this pandemic (laughs) and with the shelter and home orders that we've had.
4: Yes. So this
3: has um, definitely been a learning curve. And um, I try as much as possible to have a rhythm to my day, but it's like, it's kind of like playing jazz. It's a flexible rhythm. <laughs> um, and so um, A lot of that really includes trying to start my day early before my kids wake up. Mm. So I can get some uninterrupted work done. Um, that doesn't always happen. There are some days like yesterday that my son's wide awake at two thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, like I said, it's, it's kind of like jazz. Um, it's also included learning how to give myself a lot of grace when I feel like I'm falling short, because I think we all hold ourselves to a high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I have expectations for myself, especially as an educator, especially as a mom, especially as a wife. And so on those days when I, can't, I don't feel like I've hit the bar, I have to give myself some grace. And my husband has been really, really supportive with that and very encouraging, very affirmative. Um, as an educator mom, as a teacher mom, um, it also re- it also means daily reminding myself of the different ways that children learn. Um, and, you know, reminding myself that building sand castles or watering the plants or learning how to sow, promote creative thinking, mm-hmm. they teach science, um, it's fine motor skills. And so um, all of those are just constantly reminding it's okay. You know, give yourself grace. It's okay.
4: Absolutely. And that way if there's a day that...
3: Yeah, and that way, if there's a day that goes by where I haven't done like a full-on lesson or whatever with my daughter, I don't feel as guilty about it.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I like what you said about the starting your day earlier than your family. That was a good point. I wrote that one down. Actually, you have made some great points so far, and I may actually may post some of these points that you uh, that you and the other two guests will make today, because that's something that a lot of people they want to get that rest there in the bed. But you know, you think about it. Once the day gets started, the day is started. So to get that self care, yeah. maybe to get that meditation. <laughs> or that cup of coffee or tea just by yourself, get up maybe two or three hours or maybe an hour earlier than everyone else to get that me time. That's a good point. So what's been your best coping strategy and what worked and what didn't? I love to hear about what's working, but let's talk about what didn't work as well. So if someone else is doing that, maybe they won't do it again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what did not work? Um, So coming back, To, you know, being an educator mom and kind of having that, I know what is expected of my daughter in her normal day. Um, You know, I was reading a lot about having a rhythm, having, you know, this normal kind of keeping a a pattern to your day. And so early on in the experience, I sat down one day and I was like, okay, based on what I know with my background with some early childhood stuff and with early elementary, here is a full day schedule for my kids, hour by hour, 15-minute blocks and we're going to do this during this time for this child, this during this time for that. That did not work. Okay. Um, so how did that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did not work. So um, things that I, I had, but that took me a couple weeks to realize, okay, I'm getting more stressed out by having a strict schedule than if I have a rhythm where it's, okay, at least by 9 o'clock, everyone will have normal clothes on. That's kind of <laughs> a looser schedule helped me to cope with some of the stresses um, of the day. Um, That would probably be my biggest (laughs) (laughs) that-did-not-work coping mechanism. Um, Ones that have worked really well, um, I really enjoy creative outlets. And so for me, I read somewhere um, with social-emotional kind of health and kind of that mental health-building resilience piece um, you know experiment and so I love creative outlets so I have started cooking a lot more um, writing just creative writing is something I've always enjoyed so I started writing some more um, I started doing cross stitch. so I'm trying to find ways to creatively you know have these creative outlets where at the end of the day I know I've got time I can look forward to doing that to kind of help me decompress from the day and that's been really helpful as a coping strategy
2: well, those are some great strategies, and I think that your, your teacher um, experience and how you've read up on a lot of things has really helped you, and, and thank you for sharing those tips and strategies and letting other parents know it's okay to be flexible. It's okay to make adjustments along the way. And speaking of your education uh, experience, tell us a little bit about your position at the Mississippi Department of Education.
3: Yeah, so I work as part of the literacy staff under the Literacy Based Promotion Act. And my job is twofold. I am both an Assistant State Literacy Coordinator and I'm also the English Learner Coordinator. So in both of my roles, I get the privilege of helping teachers and working with teachers. Um, I get the great opportunity of working with our literacy coaches to help ensure that our Mississippi Elementary School teachers are equipped with the best strategies and the best skills to teach their students how to read. Um, So that's really great, really fun work. Um, On the other side, I get to help teachers learn how to best support their English learner students as they learn both how to speak English and also learn their grade level content. So challenging, fun work. Wow. Now, how did COVID-19,
1: how did this pandemic change what you do on a daily basis?
3: Mm -hmm. So it's, a lot of our work is face-to-face, right? It's Mm -hmm. that interaction with teachers. And so it has definitely forced um, us to start thinking uh, creatively about how do I help teachers? What do teachers need right now? Um, It's had to also... deal with a shift, or oh, like a mind shift of, okay, what is priority right now? So priority right now is getting teachers comfortable with the new, you know, expectations. Okay, now that they're used to using virtual platforms, how do I come back and support what they're doing? Um, best practices are best practices. Method of approach definitely changed, um, but there's a lot of encouragement, which we always do as coaches, um, there's that just continued support that I'm here, um, and just trying to find new ways, a lot of research, um, on our end that we can support teachers with, okay, I found this for you. Well, here's how I can help you. Um, but it's the one thing that hasn't remained the same is being there for teachers to support teachers, um, and help them get through another day for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so, yeah. well, so what are some of the um, resources that you use to teach your daughter at home that you think will be useful for other parents?
3: So we have a variety of resources that we use at home. Um, one thing I really appreciate is that the Mississippi Department of Education has so many great resources available on their Learning at Home page, and we've used so many of those. Um, Personally, I really like the Family Guides for Student Success um, because they let me know in very, you know, just normal everyday language, they let me know what my daughter should be expected to do, not only right now as a pre-K student, but also what she's going to be expected to do next year when she gets into kindergarten. Um, So then when I'm looking for activities or when I'm looking for, you know, things for her to do, um, it gives me something to kind of like counterbalance. Well, is this going to do what she needs to do? Um, so that's been really helpful. I also love the parent read-at-home plan that we have. Um, it's something the literacy team released because it's full of these different game-like activities that I do with Audrey, um, with objects we have around the house. Um, and the activities are all specific to teaching, reading, and reading development. So it really helps me know that she's getting what she needs to continue practicing those skills Um, So that way she's ready for kindergarten. And then we've also made really great use of the MPB at-home learning resources, especially the PBS uh, learning resources. Um, She loves, Audrey loves learning about different cultures. She loves science. Um, So it's really easy for me to get on there. And, you know, if I see on my calendar, I've got a lot of stuff coming up today where I'm unavailable. I can find, okay, this is a great, you know, show that she can watch at this time that's going to, teach her something with science or this is a great little video clip or a story that she can read or do um, that's going to support her learning culture. So that's just been a great uh, resource where I can search based on what she likes well, and those,
2: know it's good. Those are great resources. And speaking of the PBS, um, in the public media app, MPB public media app, which all parents can download, by the way. We have had a couple of PBS representatives on a few weeks ago, and they talked about the theory and how they build those PBS programs, and they're designed and aligned with Mississippi State standards for learning. And so it's good to hear that your your, your daughter's watching, and hopefully um, little Henry will come up watching. He's watching, too. <laughs> so your family, being a fan of the PBS programs, which ones do you watch the most? and what's your daughter? You mentioned science, but what else is she learning from from those?
3: Oh my gosh, so we love PBS. Um, (laughs) Some of our favorites in our house are Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Both my kids love Daniel. Um, Peg plus Cat, and then Let's Go Luna. So those are the three big ones in our house. Um, We've frequently uh, recently been playing over and over the Daniel Tiger episode, where Daniel's having to learn how to play his games, but with baby margaret there um because that's really relatable to the experience in our house right now Mm -hmm. um where my daughter wants to play with her barbies and her little brother wants to play but he's a year and a half and he doesn't play the right way Um, (laughs) he tears
1: off barbie's head
3: (laughs) yes yes for sure So Daniel is awesome because um, he really, that show really does a great job with teaching kids about their feelings, um, how to deal with them. Um, The songs are really catchy and they're very helpful even for adults. Um, My husband and I joke all the time about the, uh, when you feel like you want to roll, take three breaths and count to four or something like that. So um, it's helpful for adults too. And so with current life, it's a very emotional time. So, knowing that there's a show that supports that emotional development and supports, um, you know, that kind of building that emotional resilience and building that ability to talk about feelings has been really, really great.
1: That's Um, wonderful. Peg
3: plus Mm -hmm. Mm Pat is awesome. Fantastic job um, teaching math in a sneaky, fun way. It's hilarious. I love watching that one. (laughs) Uh, It's don't know peg plus cat i highly encourage parents to check it out because it's a lot of fun and then let's go luna is um the last popular one in our house it's huge like i said audrey likes cultures um she actually watched an episode on mexico city a few weeks ago and learned all about the history of chocolate she told me all about it So she's (laughs) learning science she's learning social studies um, and it's really just nice to know that when I put on MPB, I don't have to worry that it's mindless TV. Like I know my kids are going to get something from it. So
1: love that's really that, nice. wonderful. <laughs> Look, we couldn't have said it better. Now you talked about learning. Let's ask this one last question: What uh-huh. is one thing that you've learned about yourself throughout this pandemic?
4: Mm, I think
3: I've learned I'm more flexible than I thought I was. Mm. Um, I've also learned I'm better able to balance um than i thought i was so i've been i've had the opportunity to kind of see okay flexibility in um in particular that worked no that didn't let's try it differently tomorrow um and just learn that it's okay to adapt it's okay to change um and i've also learned my little people at home are flexible too like they are totally fine spending the whole day outside um if that's what i need them to do for the day um to help me get my work done. So that has been something um, that I think is something I want to hold on to once all of this ends, just that reminder that I am more flexible <laughs> than I think I have to be.
1: <laughs> I love that. So, sure. You've said some great points for parents. I hope you guys are listening, have your notepads out. This is going to be a great show for parents. I'm telling you, you've said some things to me. Now, my daughter is seven, going on 17. Now, a few things I would have to tweak, but I like what you said about taking that um, you don't have to be perfect, make mistakes, uh, change, Grow with the punches, and, and make alter... Alter you know, alterations, what you say. You don't have to um don't be afraid to make changes. I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with Thank us today. You. Thank you. Out of your busy day. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate you all inviting me. Thank you for what you do as a parent. Thank you for what you do with the Department of Education and with the teachers of the state of Mississippi. And one last question. Uh what are your plans for this summer? Do you have
3: any for your family? Oh, man. So before all this started, we had big plans (laughs) for the summer. Uh, But right now, um, my husband built our kids a sandbox and a water table in the backyard a few weekends ago. So right now on day day-by-day basis, there's definitely a plan to make big use of those this mm-hmm. summer. Uh, I think a lot of outside time, a lot of popsicles on the back porch. So sounds, sounds, sounds like fun. Sounds like fun to me.
1: Well, thank you so much again. Uh, we were just talking with our first guest. Her name is Leanne Cheeseman. Thank you so much, parent and educator. Hey. All right, you stay safe, okay? Well, it's time for us to take another quick break, but don't forget, if you'd like to tell us about your parenting experience or you'd like to share tips that you've Learned along the way? Give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. When we return, we'll welcome another parent who will share their personal experience with us. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, today we're discussing parenting through a pandemic. Now, before the break, we spoke with, uh, Leanne Cheeseman about her experience, um, teaching and working at home now if you'd like to uh give us you have a question or comment or you'd like to share your experience give us a call at one 672 7464 now let's welcome to the show our second guest Dr. Damien Davis good morning Dr. Davis
0: hello how are you doing today Michelle
1: I'm doing fine Terra's here as well good morning should we call you, Dr. you okay? should we call you Dr. Davis or can we just be uh casual and say Damien <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please say, Damien. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor yet, okay. so I want to kind of get that fixed. I am just Mister Damien Davis.
1: Wow! Look, look. We just uh, sh- oh, foresaw the future, so that's good. We just spoke it yeah. into existence. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, uh, tell us about your family and yourself. Your age, your kids, and their age and their grade level.
0: Okay. Uh, my name is Damien Davis. Uh, my fiance is Desmond Walker, and we have a son. He is Damien Drew Davis, but we call him Drew. Okay. He is only 18 months on this Saturday, and it has been quite a few different changes that go on now with this pandemic.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. 18 months. So does he know things have changed?
0: Yes. Uh, well, he doesn't go to school. My mom, who is a retired teacher um, from the Jackson Public School District, she actually keeps him. Okay. But now that my son is at home, uh, he recognizes that he doesn't leave the house as much. <laughs> I think he gets tired of us because he goes through the door, and he wants someone <laughs> to open the door to the outside <laughs> so he can get away sometimes.
1: <laughs> that's funny. He actually goes to the door and says, I want to go outside. to the door. <laughs> that is funny, and that's funny. That's how Pam talked about um those normalized emotions knowing um differences and seeing how your children are doing different things and that tells you something so talk about how you've um, been able to juggle being a father a husband and an at-home teacher and employee during this pandemic
0: as a father i've looked at it as an opportunity to have a a more deeper relationship with my son normally throughout the day i'm at work and then i am a coach i coach basketball for Madison Central girls basketball team. Mm. So I don't get home till maybe after five each day while I'm able to spend maybe an hour and a half, maybe two before we actually put him to bed. So with that being said, I've looked at this time as a wonderful time to see him grow. I've always heard the stories from my mom of the things that he would do uh, while he's he's with her. And now I get a chance to see him myself. So there's a positive side to it as a father. And also it teaches you a whole lot more patience. As a teacher, you automatically have that patience. You love what you're doing. You want to see students do well and progress to go on to be productive citizens. But as a parent, it is a little bit different. But at the same time, it is wonderful to watch my son grow, to let him make his mistakes, to show him how to do things. And most of the time, just protecting him from himself because he is very rambunctious and loves to do anything that is scary to a parent. (laughs) But as a, as a as a as a future husband, uh Jasmine Walker is my fiance. We were actually scheduled to get married June sixth mm. of uh June and we're not gonna do it so we have to put that on hold. But um she and I um have been enjoying this time. I look at it from a positive standpoint, but well, we get to share more conversation. We get mm. to uh watch more shows, family oriented shows, um we get to um I guess we get to share more time with each other on just a very holistic level to get to know each other, to understand how to communicate better, to understand what um, buttons not to push. (laughs) These are all good times to benefit as far as father and husband to my family, and that is exactly how I look at them. Wow. As a teacher, as a teacher, it's been a willing. I'll put it that way.
1: (laughs) Now before you go on uh, Damien before you go on tell everyone what you do as a teacher your uh, title and what you teach.
0: Okay Um, I am a ICT one teacher ICT stands for information communication technology and basically what that focuses on on the 21st 21st century skills of learning uh, teaching our students how to type uh, giving them all the foundations needed for 21st century learning online learning Um, coding, uh, all the essentials that we use in 21st century learning today, our students will learn in the 6th grade at Madison Middle School.
2: So as a teacher, how has that been for you, particularly as a technology teacher? You know, how are teachers, you as a teacher coping, and, you know, parents have had to be forced into doing distance learning with their students. How are you seeing all of
0: this? Well, first, one thing I love about teaching is that I do have that direct, contact that direct access to the child that classroom setting that is uh, value to me and now that it is gone for the for the time being it has been a bit of a struggle because now um, I have students who are um, needing more information and now it has to come through um, some type of conference or email instead of being able to get back with them immediately. But what has been a plus is I teach from the software Canvas. Mm. Canvas is a learning tool Mm -hmm. that we use uh, throughout the district that allows students to do things online. So we've already been equipped to understand it, know it, and apply it. And our students have already been using it. So when when I put on assignments, I'm able to still, if I wanted to, to put on myself on a video, as if I'm teaching, I can do an online uh, teaching session, uh, assignments I can post, as well as uh, videos, anything that will enhance learning as possible. Uh, that is what my team and I do. Um, so students are very knowledgeable of how to use it. But the other issues come in as parents.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Parents are not... Um, Technically savvy as you know, these students are today. So, what I've I've been doing is basically uh, answering online questions as much as I can and giving advice wherever I can, and uh, basically encouraging um, our parents to basically communicate with their students I mean, with their children about what's going on, and then whatever questions they have, just bring it to me and I will answer to the best of my abilities.
1: Wow. And you said a mouthful. uh, Most kids are more savvy when it comes to technology. Any new resources that you've come across since you've been at home?
0: Mm, Nothing much. Um, Zoom has been used a lot more now than it has been, Um, and that is another online tool where you can have an opportunity to uh, communicate with uh, parents and things like that or with other coworkers. Other than that, it's pretty much the same as Canvas. Nothing has changed and Canvas has been pretty much a lifesaver when it comes to distance learning at this particular time.
1: I understand. So, You talked about a lot at the beginning. I loved how you already talked about what you've learned about yourself, what this pandemic has taught you, and what it's continuing to teach you. What are your plans for the summer? How are you preparing for next semester? And are they letting the teachers know, are you guys going back to brick and mortar for next semester?
0: I have not heard anything um, as far as that goes. What my plans are for the summer is to definitely find some online professional development Hmm. I always want to make sure that I can learn each and every day. Um, Life is going to always give you teachable moments, and sometimes you have to force your way into them to learn. And with this pandemic, it gives everybody an opportunity to uh, learn more and become more uh, technical savvy at this particular time. I also coach basketball, so we'll be doing that over the summer. And I'm very curious on how they're going to open that back up and times and schedules. Um, even on how to even interact. I don't know how far is that gonna go. I uh, did have some family trips. As I said, I wanted to get married, <laughs> but now that is um on hold and um family trips were you know, that's something I always look forward to so I may have to hold off on those things.
1: Oh wow. And I will
0: be Yeah, and I will be working with the administrative staff at Madison Middle uh just to learn exactly what they do because I do plan on being an assistant principal, uh, which will take me to head principal. And the um, overall professional goal is to become a superintendent and really um, support students and communities the best I can.
1: All right. Well, thank you for spending time with us here at Mississippi Education Connection. Congratulations again on your wedding, and have a safe and great summer, okay?
0: Thank you, All right, Thank you. Right. Thank thank you.
1: you. Well, we're going to go straight into our last guest. Now, we've talked to two different parents today with two different experiences. Now, this last guest is Dr. Pamela Scott. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Scott, for being a part of the show today. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've talked to two other parents who shared their personal experiences at home, um, um, talked about working from home and being an educator or, um, in the system. Your uh, situation is
4: a little bit different. Tell us about your family? Well, um, I am married to Mr. Timmy Scott Jr. um, of 11 years, and November will be celebrating 12 years of marriage, and we currently have four children, ages 10, 9, 5, and 3, and expecting our fifth baby next month. Mm -hmm. So, um, we are juggling a lot, but um, so we have two school-age children, third and fourth grade, and then one Uh, who we anticipate starting grade school in August, you know, depending on how things go, we don't know what that's going to look like. Right.
1: (laughs) Wow. So you have a lot going on here. We see you say 10, 9, 5, 3, and a little baby boy coming next month. So with those age ranges from three to 10, what has been the difference in their individual needs or concerns? And how have you talked to them about what's going on with the pandemic?
4: It's amazing how aware they are. Um, I'm surprised at their vocabulary and how they are able to use the words in context. They use words like social distancing, and I'm talking about the three-year-old and the five-year-old. They use, um, they say coronavirus. They are very aware of what's going on, and I guess it's more so through the media, the TV, um, even on the uh, television shows. I noticed on the commercial breaks that they um, try to put it in words that the even the little kids can understand. And they ask me questions, and I just try to address them as they come. Um, I don't really bombard them with the information because I don't like that myself personally. I like to access information when I'm ready to access it. And so I use the same approach for my children. Whenever they ask about it or they have questions, then we just deal with them as they come. Well, that's certainly good,
2: Pam. To have that open communication and to just deal with things head on and not be afraid of that as a parent. So we have talking, talked—you're a mother, mother to be, a wife. So how have you juggled all of that and being able, having to teach your little ones and be an employee? And we'll talk a little bit about your profession in a minute. But how have you juggled all that to this point?
4: Um, I, I have to echo Miss Chesney and, and talking about giving yourself grace, which. Um, I'm learning and have learned to do is to give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, surprisingly, uh, my husband actually started teleworking before I did and he was at home with the two school agers and really took on, um, the role of homeschooling or educator. And so he was very instrumental in getting the kids up, making sure they did um their schoolwork, got physical activity, and then when I came home I slowly but surely mm-hmm. <laughs> um assumed some of that responsibility, especially when the two smaller ones, their daycare or their preschool was closed. Um so it's just been a balancing act and then I I've heard it said before that um, uh, you know, we shouldn't try to balance things, but more so try to let things exist in harmony with each other, because um, I'm learning that you may not ever truly achieve a balance, but you have to give attention to um, what's pressing at the moment. So prioritizing for Mm -hmm. that day, what's important right now, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, letting everything else uh, flow, and and like Ms. Chessman said, giving yourself grace. and and not being so regimented and uh, routine-oriented that you can't be flexible. I like that. Now, you are a licensed clinical
1: social worker. So how have you incorporated your profession into making everything work at home?
4: Um, Well, I think that um, as a social worker, social workers tend to support um, Mm. people, um, individuals on a a small micro level all the way up until – you know, macro level um, with larger organizations. And so um, I've taken on the role of supporter, (laughs) Um, pretty much whatever the family needs at that time, just trying to be the peacekeeper, um, help things go smooth. Um, And and much like we ask our teachers, um, you know, especially dealing with children with special needs, to be attentive to, what a child may need at a certain time, having to be more attentive to those type of things, recognizing when breaks are needed and saying, hey, let's step away from this right now. We don't have to finish this all today. We don't have to finish this all right now. Let's revisit this later. But um, basically just, um, you know, providing the support that's needed to whoever in the family needs it at that time and however Mm. they may need it.
2: So being a supporter and taking on that role is very important to your family, and I'm sure you're offering it to other families now as well. So really, what has been your go-to strategy? And Michelle asked earlier to another parent in answering that question, also tell us what's been the most challenging. One of
4: my uh, go-to strategies or what I've learned um and trying to help the kids to accomplish the goals that are set before them. Um, It's been helpful to have a dedicated space for them to do their work. Um, Somewhere when they wake up in the morning um, and they get started with their day, they know that I'll go here. And for people like me or like us, that's been helpful um, to know that this is where my things are, this is where my computer is, This is where I'm going to work and to just be able to access those things regularly, easily, and stay organized. Organization is very important um, in trying to stay on track and manage all of this. Um, Another one has been having some sort of of a, a routine. So while we want to be flexible, it's nice to know that the plan is, but if we have to deter from our plan a little bit, make adjustments, then that's fine as well. But it's nice to have an a outlet or at least a, a routine. Um, and the children have gotten into the routine. And then it's also posted. My husband <laughs> made a little chart. So the kids, if for some reason they forget what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, <laughs> they have a little pictograph, if, if you will, um, with a flow of how their day should go. And, they, you know, it really helps them to be independent and um, allows us to, you know, supervise more. Um, And the last thing I would say is um, downtime. Um, Initially, it was about the work, the work, the work, but then realizing that um, they needed some downtime, um, and that really helped, giving them those breaks throughout the day and then letting them come back and and also self-monitor when they need breaks and when they're ready to start back working. And and that's, you know, more so for the nine, old, right. the three and 5 year old, they, they let us know all the time when they're <laughs> I ready. You know, I, I like what we've been
1: hearing today, and if you're listening to this show and you're a parent, you notice that we have three different parents from three different backgrounds, three different types of scenarios in their homes. So your scenario is totally different. You're, you have a, a flow chart. You have um, some sense of routine. Sometimes that might not work for another family. I love it. I love that Each point each parent has made may not work for each household, but it worked for your household. So take what you've heard today and see what works for your household. And if it doesn't, it's okay to make changes. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Scott, for taking a little time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today on Mississippi Education Connection. Last thing, what are your expectations for fall and what are your summer plans?
4: Well, we hope that uh, we get to follow our normal tradition and, you know, with me taking the children to school on their first day, um, especially the 5 year old She's been looking forward to going to big school for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're just going to play it by ear and just be patient and uh, we, uh, for the summer, we're trying to find some experiences that the kids should take part of, but we're just taking it one day at a time and and the kids aren't anxious about anything. They've been enjoying um spending time at home with the family and playing outside when they, you know. So we're just going to take it one day at a time. (laughs) All right.
1: Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, one day at a time. We want to thank all of our guests today and thank you for joining us today on Mississippi Education Connection. Leanne Cheeseman, Damian Davis and Dr. Pamela Scott. Now, Mississippi Education Connection is a production of MPB Think Radio in conjunction with MPB's Education Services Department and the Mississippi Department of Education. For Tara Wren, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday as we celebrate our seniors for a high school senior day. This is Mississippi Education Connection, only on MPB Think Radio.